Welcome to another episode of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah, and I'm a certified sexologist and coach, and I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality, and communicate more meaningfully about sex. I put a lot of time and effort into creating this podcast, and I would love to keep growing the show and keeping this content forever free as I know it helps a lot of you listening. So if you love this podcast and want to support me as a creator in normalizing the conversations we have around sex so we can all have better sex, you can now support me on Patreon. If you join my Patreon fam, you'll be able to access some special perks such as fan requests, bonus content, and monthly hangouts with me. So drop on by to patreon.com forward slash better in bed and check it out. Another great way to support me as a creator is to rate or review this show on Apple Podcasts because that bumps me up in the search rankings and it helps more people find me. Takes less than a minute for you to do as well. And I would be so grateful for your support there too. Now for today's topic. This is an exciting one. We're talking threesomes, foursomes, and moresomes, in other words, group sex. In the biggest study that was conducted on sexual fantasies to date, having a threesome was the most common fantasy with 89% of people saying they fantasized about one. So why is this fantasy so appealing? It stems from what sex researchers refer to as the Coolidge effect, which is the idea that we tend to grow bored with sexual routines and need to introduce novelty in order to maintain arousal and excitement. Group sex is just one of the ways people can easily get the novelty they crave. I think group sex dynamics are always a little more tricky because simply more people are involved. More people means more emotions are involved. More people require more communication. More people also require the chemistry to be just right amongst everyone. And the logistics. More people means more coordination of logistics. (laughs) So how do we go about navigating these group sex dynamics? I can't wait to get into this on the episode. But first, I wanted to introduce our sponsors for this episode who helped to make this show possible and who have a bunch of useful resources to help you build better sex and relationship skills. Beducated is an online course platform that is the number one resource for sexual health and happiness. On the platform, you'll find a huge library of video courses and guides from top experts with techniques to level up your sex life covering everything from Tantra to kink. I've taken quite a few of their courses, including the courses on navigating non-monogamy and threesomes, which relates very much to the topic we're talking about on the podcast today. I found the content on Beducated very easy to follow, and I appreciated how practical it was. 
Particularly, those two courses talk about how to find and prepare for your first group sex encounter, what discussions to have, and how to set your expectations. So, if you're someone with a growth mindset who wants to learn how to level up your sex and love life, you can join Beducated with just $9.99 per month or get 65% off their yearly pass with my code BETTERINBED. All you have to do is go to beducate.me forward slash betterinbed and your discount will be locked in for life. That's beducate.me forward slash betterinbed. The link will also be in the show notes. On today's episode, we also talk about some of the most common fears that hold people back from exploring group sex and how we can overcome them. Some of these fears could be jealousy, safer sex considerations, and uncertainty around the impact on your relationship if you're already in one. I want to say that all great group sex encounters are built on a foundation of trust, consent, mutual respect, and knowing and articulating your desires. And I find it a useful exercise to take some time either by yourself or with your partner before you get turned on to make a mental note of what your desires and boundaries are. Sometimes it's totally natural to have nerves or get overexcited in a group sex encounter. And it can feel a little overwhelming and it's easy to get carried away. So It's always a great practice and totally okay to take a quick bathroom break during the action to just check in with yourself or check in with your partner and just make sure that things are on track. Our next sponsor has something that could help you take your sexy time to a whole new level, especially if you're a penis owner or a penis lover. Guys, I can't wait to tell you all about Promescent. Promescent is a premium sexual health company which makes a signature delay spray that's clinically proven to help men last longer in bed. When I tried the spray with a partner, I was surprised at how quickly it worked, how long it lasted, and how little transfer there was to me during sex. Nothing felt numb, we just had a sensational time, and my partner felt like he could have gone on for longer. Next time I use it, I'm clearing my entire schedule. And don't just take my word for it. Over 2,000 healthcare professionals also recommend Promescent. So check out Promescent.com. They have a full line of products from lubricants to supplements. Everything you'll need for longer-lasting, more satisfying sex. And a 60-day money-back guarantee. Promescent is spelled P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Look up the link in the show notes too. So my co-host for today is Janice whom you recently heard as a guest on our episode, BDSM for Beginners. Hi, everyone. Hey. Nice hey to Janice. be back. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. So Janice is no stranger to multiple party 
situations. In fact, if you want to specifically hear his thoughts about navigating a BDSM clay party or just learn more about BDSM in general, tune into episode 27 and have a listen. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now for our guest. So our guest is Vonnie Lang. She is a lifestyle events host that hosts sexy parties in Singapore, Hong Kong, and Phuket. She's Taiwanese American and has been living in Singapore but moved to Hong Kong recently, which is actually how me and Janice met her. You know, alongside sex parties, listeners, she's also a great cook and a fantastic dinner party host. Thank you. <laughs> the most amazing cook. Absolutely. <laughs> and you get to keep your clothes on while she feeds you. <laughs> we should do a naked party for well, dinner. A naked, naked dinner, dinner party. party. That's next. That's next. <laughs> so, Bonnie, tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, I believe that you identify as a swinger, right? Yes. So what is the swinger for the people who may not know and how long have you been doing it for? Okay, my definition of a swinger is someone who's in a relationship with a partner yeah. where both couples are open to playing with other singles or couples. Mm -hmm. Can you be like a single swinger? And swinging singles. <laughs> I, don't know. I think that would be called a unicorn. Oh, right. Okay. So I, right. I think a so, unicorn is somebody who likes to play with a couple. Yeah. I mean, yeah, traditionally a unicorn is a bisexual single woman. Woman, yeah. Who's down for yeah, swinging yeah. parties or, you know, group yeah. sex situations. Yeah. And they're unicorn because they're rare and mythical and yeah. some people mm -hmm. believe they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah, they, or, they, or they need to be charmed out of the forest, you know. They... <laughs> well, I was a unicorn before yeah. I was in this relationship. Right, okay. So I guess you can be a single swinger because so, yeah. that's what I was before. Yeah, you yeah. can be a single that likes swinging. Yeah, but rather. there are also a lot of people who are not swingers who are just curious about parties mm -hmm. and want to have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think... Swinging is just maybe like an activity. Somebody who enjoys this group sex dynamic. With other couples too other and singles. Couples and singles really doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I think the old definition of swinging is people who swap. Yeah, wife swapping. Wife swapping. Yeah. Wife swapping with a fishbowl. You put your keys in. I know. And then somebody goes home with somebody else that night. <laughs> I think the modern well, definition the modern is much more evolved, isn't expanded. it? Expanded. Yeah. So how long have you been swinging for, Bonnie? Um, I think it's been six years now. Six years? Yeah. I had a boyfriend who mm -hmm. basically on the second date told me I had to do two things. He said, you have to do anal and you have to have sex with other couples. Wow. If like, you want to take this relationship to the next level. <laughs> and I was like... It's like mandatory. <laughs> yeah, it was. And you know what? It's really great because he just laid it out on the table and it was like, take it or leave it. Oh my gosh. And okay. I thought, okay, let's try this. And that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> right? That is the beginning of the beginning. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, I hope we phrased it a little bit more politely than that. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, those were kind of his terms. Okay, so he knew very he knew much what he wanted, what he wanted, yeah. and he knew that he was probably a swinger as well, and yeah. he wanted somebody to share that lifestyle mm-hmm. with him. So, did you enjoy your first swinging well, encounter? Yeah, that was that six and years ago now. Yeah, that was a long time ago, and even in that relationship, it took us a while to find a couple that we were. Both attracted to and felt connected with, and my first couple swapping experience was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. what what was it? Describe it. Why um, did you like it so much? Well, the couple was really nice. I mean, the guy and the girl—they were both attractive and elegant, and we were very interested in them. Mm-hmm. And it took us almost a year of chatting to actually meet up in person. Okay. Wow, yeah. that takes a long time. Then a that's a dating. slow burn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was the first one, and yeah. we were both busy with work and yeah. other activities. They lived in a different city. Yeah, almost But sounds it, a little romantic. Yeah, I'm still in touch with that couple. Oh, how nice! After all these years, yeah,、mm-hmm. we're still good friends. Okay, so it was a foursome. It was a foursome. I see. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of so important that your first. Experience is positive one, right? I'm super lucky with so that. that, so that you want to carry on doing it. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. And so, when was your first party that you started hosting? So that would be, I think, three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So that's more recent. That's more recent. So after the couple swap experience, that couple they made small parties,、mm-hmm. like eight people maximum, maybe twelve or fourteen people. Okay. So that was my first larger scale experience with、mm-hmm. them, and those parties, even with that many people, felt pretty intimate. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had a bigger party experience with like forty people, and that was kind of scary. <laughs> wow! It, it was forty, but to me, it felt like eighty. But this wasn't a party you hosted, then, no, right? No, no, no. That was a party that I attended. Okay. And it was super intimidating, but luckily, I knew like two other couples there,、mm-hmm. so I kind of just like <laughs> I just acclimatized. It's, it's still a lot of people to meet. Yeah. Yeah. Naked. Yeah. It is <laughs> to jump from like fourteen to I don't know forty. That、yeah. was a pretty big、yeah. jump. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you decide to start hosting your own parties? So that party I went to, it was in another country, and、mm-hmm. I actually met my boyfriend there, who I dated for two years,、mm-hmm. and he had been hosting parties before, just for fun, casual things in his house.、Mm-hmm. I ended up moving in with him,、mm-hmm. and we started making parties together because. The party we had met in was overseas. We、mm. wanted to kind of bring that back home with us. Okay. And a lot of our friends were interested, so we did one party, and I realized, like, wow, these parties cost a lot of money. <laughs> so let's at least try to break even.、Yeah. I mean, he was a super generous guy, so he was、yeah. happy to do it. But I wanted to do it more regularly because it was so much fun. Right. So I started charging people, and I also realized that you know when you put a price on something, people value it more. They take it more seriously.、Mm-hmm. They're more committed to、mm-hmm. coming and having a good time,、yeah. and then I just slowly turned it into a business. Right. This is not the boyfriend that made you have the no. That's the second one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was the second one. Right. And this isn't the current 
boyfriend. No, that's not the current one either. Okay, so this is a boyfriend. Yeah, my relationships seem to have an expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I think, is right. Okay, is good. <laughs> okay, but I mean, it it seems like the people that you're meeting are also already in the lifestyle as well, so they're somewhat. Um, yeah, well, my current boyfriend, he was totally not in the lifestyle, mm -hmm. and I brought him in. You corrupted him. I <laughs> dragged man. him into the dark side. Poor man. <laughs> Threw him into the deep end. What have you done, Bonnie? <laughs> I'm learning a lot. I'm introducing a lot. all sure, these sex parties sure to this poor man. I'm sure he's learning a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. So who's the usual clientele at one of your parties then? Yeah. Young, attractive, professionals, singles, mm -hmm. couples like yourselves. Mm -hmm. It's just people that i would like to be friends with basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how do you usually select the people that come i have to see their pictures first mm -hmm. and then i meet them for a drink or a meal if they weren't referred to me by someone else that i've already met right. or somebody who's come to the parties mm -hmm. i just want to make sure that they're a good fit okay and that they'll have good time yeah so when you're meeting them for a drink, I are, ask them are you in interrogating them? It's more like a, it's it's a, swing it's a friendly style. interview. Yes. It's, I want to know what their experience level is. I want to know right, if they right, will be right. comfortable in that situation. Mm -hmm. I want to answer their questions about mm -hmm. the parties. So actually, I do exactly the same thing oh. for mm -hmm. king parties. Before mm -hmm. people come, I vet them and I ask mm -hmm. them pretty much exactly the same questions. Yeah. And try to figure out if they're a good fit. You know, mm -hmm. just to... So who would yeah. be a good fit? People who are comfortable, relaxed. They have an idea about what it's all about. Open to learning. They don't come with a lot of assumptions. Mm -hmm. They have to understand the rules, what consent is, and mm -hmm. it's actually common sense things. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> like being a nice, polite, sane yeah. human being. Mm. But respectful. You'll be respectful, but mm. yeah, you'll be surprised yeah. at how many people don't get the <laughs> basics you yeah. know like well i mean i'm sure if it's the first time for some people they may not really get it right i mean where do you learn the rules of this stuff well i send the rules out to the guests mm. and a lot of times after reading it they tell me like oh yeah that makes sense easy yeah 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 and if you send rules out as well I mean, <laughs> yes in a way but i think it's more important like if they had a different idea, which is common, you know, like they're willing to learn or they're willing to be like, oh yeah, okay, this is different from my expectations or my understandings. I learned mm -hmm. something. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, managing their expectations. Yeah. Because yeah. I think some guys, they come to the parties or they think that a sex party is like a free-for-all. Yeah. And no, it's you still have to make an effort. You still have to be charming. You still have yeah. to be a nice person. It's not like everybody there just wants to jump on you. Yeah, that Definitely. would be the fantasy. Though, I mean, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fantasy is that they go to a party and everybody jumps on Bonnie, them. Bonnie, I want my money back. <laughs> everybody didn't jump on me. What the hell? <laughs> you have to work for it still. <laughs> so why do you think that group sex or specifically a threesome, because 89% of people have had this fantasy, why is it such a common fantasy? Yeah, because it isn't common. That's why everybody wants it, because mm. we are brainwashed by society and religion to think that monogamy 
is the way to do things. And mm. I don't think really, for me, for sure, monogamy doesn't mm. work. But we want the things that we are told we can't have. Right. So and this is that's such why a it's taboo. more exciting. Yeah, that's why. I think it's because it's so taboo and forbidden. Mm. Yeah. I like the group sex dynamic because I think everybody always brings something different. And mm-hmm. having that sort of novelty or adventure and variety, it's not something that necessarily I would want all the time. Like, I don't think I'm at the stage where I'm polyamorous. I want to be in a thruple or a quadruple. Or like, yeah. But I think that once in a while, for me, it just adds that spice. It's exciting. Yeah. And having extra hands and tongues and yeah, there, a different there, energy, I different think. Different energy, I different mean, positions you can get into. Visually, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't watch porn because mm. I get to see people in action yeah. at my parties and it's such a turn on. Yeah. And we learn so much from playing with other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even before I got into swinging, I remember yeah. there was one summer I went on vacation and my boyfriend must have had sex with another girl mm-hmm. because when I came back, he suddenly knew how to give me oral. <laughs> and it was something <laughs> that I was like, I didn't want to tell him before that it wasn't really working for me because he was trying so hard. Yeah. But And I told him, I was like, whoever taught you that, <laughs> please thank her for me because that's a skill. He now has it. Yeah. For the rest of his life, he's able to just what? do it now. And he learned it from someone else. He learned it because we weren't in a monogamous relationship. Mm, mm. I think the key thing that you definitely, group sex opens you up to, is seeing how differently people have sex. I think that is a key thing that many people take for granted because a lot of the time, if you're in a monogamous relationship, you just assume that that's the way everybody else does it. And I don't think that it is. I mean, everybody is so different. So the point is seeing how other people do it and how other people enjoy it. It really opens your eyes to like the breadth of like sexual expression. It's interesting because I hadn't considered the community aspects of <laughs> skill sharing. Skill sharing, yes. Before. <laughs> it is a skill share. It absolutely is. So what are some of the benefits of group sex and what are some of the drawbacks? The educational skill sharing, skill sharing is element. definitely one. Absolutely. And also for me... Being in a group setting means I have more opportunity to connect yes. with many different people. Mm-hmm. In party, it's like in one shot, you meet 20 people mm-hmm. that are open-minded and like-minded and mm-hmm. curious mm-hmm. and interested in playing. Mm-hmm. And it's a great networking space. Mm-hmm. You can meet someone at the party and maybe play with them outside of the party. A lot of the action happens mm-hmm. actually outside. Yeah, well, I think I would prefer networking without any clothes on, to be honest, because net- yeah. networking be interesting. way more yeah. interesting because yeah. networking right now is such a snooze. Yeah, I mean, there was two guys at my last party. They were standing side by side in a swimming pool mm-hmm. naked, just right. chatting. And they thought, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, And they actually met before in like a normal, social, boring setting. Yeah, But here, you know, they're running around naked. <laughs> they get to see each other in action, kind of. And, and they're just chatting. And yeah. it's a whole new, like another intimate level mm-hmm. of closeness with complete strangers. That's a total oh. gross now. I mean, well, that's why we're actually at this podcast <laughs> as well, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it's the kind friendships of fun. Yeah. and the bromance that comes out of the parties, I see it every time. I love it's it. Nice. 
there will be guys texting me the next day. Hey, I met this really cool guy yesterday. Can I have his number? Guys as well. Guys too. Oh my god, they become like bros for life. And are these the guys that are playing with the same girl? They're not playing with each other. They're right? just happy to meet people in this yeah. setting. Like right. I had a guy. He came to my party twice. Yeah. Tried to have sex in this group setting with people watching, and maybe、mm. wasn't so comfortable with it. He came back a third time, and I was like, "Oh, how come you're not playing?、Mm. You know, you're just sitting here." He said. I just like the people that I meet here. I paid for the ticket. I came to the party knowing、yeah. I wasn't gonna play, and、yeah. I thought that was amazing. Well, sex positive people are pretty awesome. They are <laughs> rare but awesome breed. Yeah, I'm sure it must be the same with king parties, right? That do people come、oh, to be part of the community? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I can mention their names, but I know it like a few people, like、mm. three or four people who always come to parties like religiously,、yeah. and often I don't see them play. Right. They just come to hang out, to chat,、mm -hmm. maybe to watch a little. But even then, I don't like see them standing by the sidelines. Normally, they're engaged in conversation. And yeah, and I love that. I think that's great.、Yeah. I think that's something a lot of people they don't expect. You know, they think, oh, if I go to a sex party, I need to have sex. But it's not true. You can connect and still have a great time. Yeah. You got good eye candy.、You、no, can... I I think a lot of the times the joy of sometimes of going to a sex parties just being amongst that energy, right? And、yeah. even if you are watching or not actively participating and having sex, I think being in that energy can be very vibrant for a couple. Yes, it is. There was one couple that came to a party once who they didn't play with anyone at the party. They kind of like made out a little bit in a corner.、Mm. And the next day, I texted them to say like, "Hey, how was the party for you?" They didn't text me back for about twelve hours,、mm -hmm. and then the girl said, "We've been fucking all day." <laughs> <laughs> Good story. Amazing <laughs> success. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some of the drawbacks. Are there any drawbacks of a group sex dynamic, threesomes? So on. Yeah, I think jealousy is something that people、mm -hmm. have to be careful about.、Mm -hmm. You never know how you're gonna feel until you're in that situation,、mm -hmm. and a lot of people find that they can be really jealous. Yeah. But I personally don't see it as a negative thing.、Mm. It's great if you're jealous of your partner. It means you actually like them, and vice versa. Right. It's all about managing the emotion、yeah. and understanding what it's trying to tell、yeah. you. And just working through it and、mm -hmm. seeing the bigger picture. For me, I get through the jealousy, and I think he's enjoying himself.、Mm -hmm. You know, she might be giving him better head than me,、mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, he's having a great time because I'm allowing him to. So are you saying that even you feel for、jealous? sure, I'm even、human. after your many years of, of being in the swinging lifestyle? Yes, but I don't see it as a bad thing. I see、mm. it as like a very positive feeling, where I feel a little tinge of jealousy, which、mm. is like it's like putting salt on your food. Right. Too much of it is not good, but、mm. a little bit brings out some flavor.、Mm. Interesting. Any other drawbacks? Is there a fear that maybe I would go to a play party and then nobody might play with me? It's possible. Of course. <laughs> yes, I'll just say it. Really? <laughs> I mean, that it might, is possible. That might make me feel pretty shit. No. But it takes a lot of like, you have to put some effort in. 
Mm-hmm. And as a host, I tried to be attentive to that too. Mm. Like there was one party where things were starting a bit slow, and one of my regular guys, yeah. who's this, I call him my sex athlete, because oh. he's super fit and he can just go on the whole night and all day probably, and then go off and run marathon. Wow. Yeah, so he's super <laughs> What's fit. What's his number? And handsome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's super fit and handsome. And I thought he should get the party started, so I had to help him to find a girl that he would like. And there happened to be a girl across the room who was exactly his type. So I went up to her and I was like, "Hey, you know, are you having a good time? Like, what kind of guy are you into?" And she's like, "Oh, let me get a beer down." I'm like. No, no, that guy over there. Yeah, did you know he studied in Harvard? Blah blah blah. And she can see he's like a really good-looking, athletic guy. Right. Did she also know that he has brains? You know, and that can be a turn-on. Right. So you're Within, a little bit like a matchmaker. I'm like a little cupid. Yeah. Yeah. Going around okay. shooting the arrows. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you can't just stand there and mm. expect people to come to you. Mm. Go talk to them and make those connections. Find out what they like. Find out if you're their type. If they want to play with you, mm. and go for it. There's this girl in my group. She's so funny. She'll go up to a guy and be like, "Hey, am I your type?" And if he says no, she'll just like. Uh, fist pump him and be like, "Okay, we can be friends then." <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So really having the right attitude, exactly, as well is very important. Both of you actually sound like very, very good hosts in terms of thank you setting the groundwork, trying to make people comfortable. But I think it really depends also on the situation. Like, have you ever ever been to like bigger clubs where it's kind of like impossible to do that for everybody? I mean, it's okay when it's like a smaller dynamic, right? But then I don't know, even over forty, fifty, hundreds, then it gets a little more difficult, no? Yes. So part of the big pros of having a medium, small to medium-sized mm. scene is you can get to know people and you can manage yeah. parties on a more personal basis. But I have heard that really big parties yeah. become very anonymous. Yeah. To people, and they lose some of that right. community aspects yeah. that we've kind of been referring to. It just becomes cliquey and anonymous. Mm. I've been to parties that basically they take over a nightclub. Okay, so yeah. it's hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah, I've been to this parties. This is not in Asia. Uh, no, no, presumably. in London, Portrait okay. Garden. Yeah. Which is really great been and to fun. That as well. um, I've been to that. <laughs> oh, good! <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yeah. Uh, also, in the south of France, in Cap Dag, there's uh-huh. a nudist resort, yes. and they have clubs and I pool parties and foam parties. Yeah, and it's just hundreds and thousands of people yeah. every day passing through. Yeah, quality control does take a little dip. Yeah. <laughs> But what are the joys of being in such a big environment? Because clearly we all had a great yeah. time at Torture I Garden. I feel and... so free. Right? I feel mm. safe. Yeah. I feel like I can express myself. I can be running around half naked, which I love. Yeah. And I can just be who I am. Yeah. Yeah. The freedom. It's yeah. very liberating. Yeah. You see a lot. Yeah. I mean, you see so much. Absolutely. It's like, it's almost like the visual stimulation. It's, it's like times 10 or yeah. like times 100. It's like a smorgasbord of different sexual expressions and stuff. And this action always going on in like 50 different places at yeah, once. So, basically, being part of that is really fun. Yeah. And but y- yes. You learn a lot too. Yeah. I mean, I saw this guy 
walking his girl on a leash mm. and she was just walking on the floor of this nightclub right. and i'm like it's so dirty <laughs> but you see how he cares for her right because he was leading her around right. you know kind of the grime <laughs> nice of him <laughs> i want sweetheart <laughs> So do you guys actually have any group sex stories that haven't gone according to plan? Because I feel okay. like, yes, yes, I feel like this is such a common fantasy. Oh, of course. Right? And <laughs> sometimes reality doesn't actually meet that fantasy. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Should I, have, I go first? <laughs> I have a pretty funny one okay. that happened to me. I was visiting this guy and he had just hooked up with another girl in another country and she was actually going to come visit him like a week after me. And she was so open-minded and she was like, oh, it's lovely that you're there with him now. Can we have like a three-way through webcam mm -hmm. so that I can be there with you and vice versa? And I was like, wow. Three-way through webcam. Yeah, so he was <laughs> okay. with me and right. she was on the webcam and okay. she was kind of like telling us what she wanted to see. And live for stream some, porn. yeah, live stream amateur homemade porn. porn. Yeah, okay. Um, mm -hmm. And it was really nice, but the guy couldn't get hard. Right. <laughs> for some reason, yeah. just being in that like situation yeah. with yeah. a girl that he knows. Yeah. And she's like Somebody on the else. other side yeah. of the camera. He couldn't get hard. So, right. I mean, we did everything else that we could, but it didn't really work. And that's fine too, though. Yeah. I mean, there's joy in doing everything else. Like, I don't know if I feel like a successful group sex interaction is necessary based on just a man's erection, right? Like, how about your story? <laughs> I mean, I have a few. I think my favorite is when I was leaving a country and my friends put together a farewell party mm -hmm. and my friend said, hey, I've got a special gift for you at the end of the night. You know, just let me know when you're ready for it. And so all my other friends proceeded to get me completely drunk completely wasted and then at the end of the night i was like so where's my present and they're like it's a threesome <laughs> with me and this other friend okay so we'll cool. pile into this room okay and in the middle of the room there's a trampoline and i don't know if you've ever tried having sex on a trampoline in theory, uh, it sounds good, but you just slide <laughs> into the middle and you have nothing to support yourself. And then now you have three people on a trampoline and we're all drunk. <laughs> we're all smashed. Yeah, that is good. So did you manage to do it? Yeah. I mean, it's probably you the worst. You're committed. I you're imagine you're just committed. bouncing around. It was just... Rolling I think you're around. just like sliding around. Though. Yeah. Are you bouncing? Are you actually kind of sliding, bouncing, yeah. wobbling? So that reminds me of another attempted threesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was at my Phuket party. We were in a kiddie pool, and we had this Nuru gel, which is like KY jelly, but it's edible. It's and a seaweed. Yeah, based, it's seaweed. Very based. thick kind yeah. of massage gel yeah so we had that all over our bodies mm. and we were kind of like getting sexy with it mm. and this really hunky guy was trying to play with me and my friend and he just couldn't really do it because he was slipping and sliding around so much <laughs> and so i just ended up like being a kid yeah you know i was like sliding between his legs <laughs> and just slipping around like a yeah. slip and slide yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That sounds kind of fun too. Oh, it was so much yeah. fun. 
Sounds fun. Yeah. This sounds fun. I love these <laughs> I, things sound fun. Yeah. I mean, I think my with my story, it was great people mm. and it would have been a good experience, except we had too much alcohol. Yeah. I think a lot of my not so great experiences have involved too much alcohol. Right. So yeah. So I tend not to drink it swingers yeah. things but a lot of people have liquid courage yeah and then they get drunk and then mm. that's know, one of my questions can't. as well because i'm sure some people do find it intimidating going to one of these events especially if they're newbies mm-hmm. and it's kind of a common newbie mistake isn't it super would common super common like <laughs> i would call it a mistake yeah it's straight up a mistake too yeah yeah don't use alcohol to tame your nerves. Yeah, I think one or two is okay, but just don't overdo it. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the whole point is that ultimately reality doesn't necessarily have to meet fantasy, but you can still have fun, right? That's the whole message of it. Absolutely. And sex is always fun, even the awkward and embarrassing parts of it. Like, ultimately, you kind of just have a story that you can remember and laugh about afterwards. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read some very common fears that I've heard about group sex and that may stop people from having group sex. And I'd actually love to get your responses. So the first is, my partner won't want to have normal sex with me afterwards. Any responses to that? Yeah, you know, I organize parties and I do nude photo shoots, sometimes with kinky lingerie and boudoir stuff and collars and handcuffs and people think that i probably have like the wildest craziest sex and guys have wondered if they could even satisfy me Mm -hmm. but the truth is i love missionary (laughs) i love the boring stuff yeah yeah. you know so if you're into normal sex you're gonna be into normal sex Mm. yeah you're gonna be happy with it and completely satisfied with it yeah also, I don't know if there's a thing as normal sex. What yeah. is normal sex? It's just such a strange notion to me. What sex everybody does is normal to them, right? But I yeah. mean, yes. Yeah. So I think what we're trying to say with that is that if you are having group sex, it's really much more of an enhancement Mm-hmm. to your sex life rather than a replacement. It might get a bit too much if you're having orgies every week. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, do you want to have orgies every week? It's a lot of a hassle. It's <laughs> a lot of cleanup it's a lot as well. Of coordination as well. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people's time that you got to book into the diary. We, we didn't get into the scheduling, but it's scheduling. Hell. Yeah, it is. It's so hard. I mean, for me to make a party with yeah. twenty people, I almost have to invite like two hundred. Really? Yeah, it's insane. Wow. <laughs> okay. So next fear or next thing that somebody might say that might be a block to them going to a party is, I'm straight, so why would I enjoy group sex? This is the funniest question and I get this all the time. People tell me all the time, they're like, I'm not gay. Why would I do this? I'm like, there's people the opposite sex of you. Like, you don't have to fuck all the girls and the guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't I, do I love that. It's yeah. like all or nothing. <laughs> That's what people think. It's so funny to me. It is funny. In fact, actually, a lot of the swinging norm is that the guys don't fuck the guys. No, they don't. Right? And actually, we talked about that in an earlier episode that I did, which was on swinging. 
and it was a couple that had gone around the swinger circuit and he was bisexual and he said that it's actually very hard to find a swinging situation where I can actually be with other guys. It's very frowned upon. Well, I think there are a lot of bisexual men mm. in the swinging scene, mm. but they usually do that with a couple that they're closer to. Mm. It's usually not at the parties. Right. Like they'll right. do it with their own little kind of foursome parties. Yeah. Yeah. Outside. That's what I've heard. Yeah. About. It's more private. Yeah. It's not something that's like, I don't know, part of the swinging convention. Yeah. Not really sure why. Although, but... I do know a party that happens. Not in Hong Kong, yeah. where it's LGBT friendly. Right. So you do see a lot of gay, guy-on-guy yeah. action. Yeah. Because, I mean, the women are always clearly very much encouraged to be with other women. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wonder if it's that's also partly like a social and cultural thing as well. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's more accepted for women to be mm. bi. Mm. Yeah. So the third thing is guys always want to have orgies because it's what they see on porn. Girls want to have orgies because they see it on porn too. <laughs> I mean, so what, lots of women watch porn. No, it's true. And I think that sometimes people have this assumption and misconception that it's only the men who want to try grief sex when I actually think it's just as many women that want to try it too and have this fantasy too. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think so too. A lot of the times the girls have so much fun. Yeah. And the last one is someone is always left out in a threesome. I mean, I was like, what kind of threesomes have you had? Yes, uh, <laughs> y- yeah. I mean, even when I have a threesome where I just kind of like lay next to them and play with myself, mm-hmm. I think it's tons of fun. I mean, I'm getting this beautiful visual feast that's yeah. turning me on so much. Mm-hmm. That's participation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And touching and oral sex mm-hmm. and yeah. there's always that all counts. You know, yeah. there's so many positions. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You can I, always I would insert inc- yourself somewhere. <laughs> I was gonna say they should just watch more porn. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the problem because they need some yeah. inspiration. I think maybe they're also thinking a threesome is just something where you take turns. Again, I question the kind of threesome that they're in. And it's not all three people. Like to me, a threesome is all three people are pleasuring each other, engaged kind of in engaged some way, engaged at the same time. Mm-hmm. But perhaps they're more like, okay, so one person rolls on, one person rolls off, next person yeah, rolls yeah, on, yeah, next person rolls off, tagging and tag out, <laughs> tagging yeah, and out. Tag team. Yeah, you, you do know. what you're comfortable with. True. I've had threesomes where everybody is engaged mm-hmm. at the same exact time, and mm-hmm. it's been amazing. Yeah. I've had threesomes where I'm just like watching, laying on the side, but like I'll have my hand maybe on the girl's thigh or Mm. on the guy. Mm. So I feel like I'm still part of it. Mm. Yeah, that's engagement too. Yeah. So what's the best way to introduce this fantasy to a partner without making them feel insecure? Well, I think... Just throw them into a potty. Leave (laughs) them there. Love the dirt. (laughs) I think if you're already in the scene and you know this is what you want then you need to lay it out on the table right from the beginning a lot of people wait and then they spring it on their partners like Mm. after a really long time Mm -hmm. and it's something they're missing from the relationship and then the partner's like well i was never into this 
like am i not good enough for you do i not satisfy you that you need this mm. and yeah so i think telling them from the beginning really helps yeah yeah that's a really good point i think for me if i wanted to introduce this to somebody i would be like a lot of porn a lot of dirty talk and just kind of gauge their reaction and kind of allay some of the common fears that yeah. we just talked about yeah Ideally, you'd have some awesome swinging friends or awesome poly friends. You could talk to them about it and they could yeah. show them how fun and how yeah. rewarding it can be. And then maybe put some of those fears aside and then, yeah, just baby steps. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple that I was talking to the guy for almost a year trying to invite him to my parties. And he never wanted to come because his girlfriend that he really loves and cares about hasn't had any experience in that mm -hmm. and then i started to organize these meet and greets mm -hmm. very casual after work events everybody has their clothes on it's in a bar it's an, it's pretty like public mm. and he signed up immediately yeah. and he brought his girlfriend yeah. and she was super open to it like yeah. she was talking to people very social yeah. Yeah. and i also met them with my boyfriend mm -hmm. for some drinks mm -hmm. and they got to talk to us and like ask all their questions yeah and so i think it just really helps reassure themselves it's a bit like a munch right for exactly like kinky munch. people where i think sometimes the fear is that oh my goodness i'm gonna be in this place and all these people are gonna be weird and perverted and when you actually meet people and have a proper conversation you realize that they're actually just very normal people with whatever they're into that's exactly the case mm. Yeah, I think the other tip I would have as well is this idea that you can kind of open them up in degrees, right? So you don't have to necessarily just bring them to a sex party and say, okay, like, let's all go do whatever. I mean, you could just go to a party and you could watch, for example, right? And both of you could sit there and you could just observe. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the next time they're comfortable with that. The next time they could come and you could participate a little bit. You don't have to go on full on penetration, yeah. you know, gangbang group sex no. with, with all the time. This like, is what right I'm learning too, yeah. because I'm bringing my current boyfriend into the scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knows, he knew before he met me that this is what I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've always dated guys who were swingers in the recent yeah. years. So yeah. it's been easy. Like yeah. we just go into the parties. Yeah. We know what we're doing. You know, we have our fun and mm -hmm. we kind of like regroup and discuss, but he's not experienced right. at yeah. all. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning how to be with someone yeah. that I kind of have to help and guide. Yeah. 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 I just reminded myself of foursomes. Mm -hmm. A lot of couples like swinging with other couples yeah. because you can discover together and you can have same room sex to right. start off with. And then you can do a soft swap. So it's like touching and oral. Yep. And then you can do a full swap. Or... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, baby that steps. kind of degrees yeah. thing. Yeah, baby So you don't steps. have to go. Yeah, like... and perhaps a foursome or a smaller dynamic is a bit easier to control as well than going yeah. into a party situation. I mean, I don't know. Some people might Actually, find one more intimidating than the other. What you can do is soft swap. I'm finding that kind of works for me and my boyfriend now right, right, is right. just finding a couple mm. where maybe we play with each other mm. next to another couple. Right. Okay. Maybe mm. the girls can play with each other, right. but we're not swapping immediately. Mm. Okay. How are the dynamics different in these kind of threesome 
situations. We've got the MMF, which is two males, one female. We've got FFM. <laughs> uh, it's hard to say that, which is two females, one male. Then we've also got FFF, right? Three females. MMM, like three males. And interestingly enough, so when I was doing some research on fantasies and the threesome fantasies, straight males are actually more likely to fantasize about having a threesome with two women, while heterosexual women, they didn't show a preference for gender. So they were okay with either an MMF threesome or an FFM threesome or even an FFF threesome. Mm, so that's interesting. It says a lot about female sexuality, I think. Being just more fluid, maybe. Maybe mm. more open. Maybe a little bit more open. So let's talk about the dynamics. Have you guys experienced these different types, by the way? Yeah, I've yeah. experienced two guys and a girl. MMF. Uh, MMF. MMF. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to um, Yeah, FFM, yeah. I think I've seen my partner join an FFF. FFF. Okay, yeah. I've never been an MMM. Okay, right. And have you experienced mm -hmm. all these different types? Yeah? Yep. I mean, clearly I, we mm, have not. Mine. Bonnie and I have not done <laughs> the MMMs. I mean... <laughs> Unless you had a gender change yeah. at some point. Um, what are some of the differences? I mean, I personally love the FFM okay. because I'm bi. I like girls and guys. Mm -hmm. So it's just everything is available. And I love being with girls because they're just so sensual and sexy. Mm -hmm. The two guys and one girl, it's almost like too intense for me. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I you mean, have to be really busy. Yeah. Like, like all your holes <laughs> are filled. <laughs> Everything, your hands. Like, yeah. it's enjoyable, but I find yeah. that I don't last as long. But also thinking about, as we were talking about the swinging convention, where in an FFM, ultimately, the three people are engaged with each other. So both the females are usually engaged with each other. And exactly. then they're both engaged with the male as well. But in an MMF, it the guys tends, don't play with each other. It tends to be, <laughs> unless to be. they're bisexual, that the guys don't play with each other. So therefore... It's mm -hmm. all you, right? I mean, if you're a woman and it's hard work. Right? I would also Tactic. encourage people to break convention. Right, if, right, right. I've known some straight women who enjoy FFMs. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, the attention of an MMF sometimes is very sexy, right? Yeah. So now you have like two people that not focused on each other, focused solely on you, right? So yeah. you're doubling that. So, I mean, I think there's obviously different dynamics. But I think they're all sexy in their own way. Yeah. It's just what you personally prefer, maybe. I often find with these things, a little like making a cake, it really depends on the ingredients, yeah. like different dynamics. Yeah. I'm really down to the different people. Yeah. I've had like MMFs, two guys. <laughs> yes. They tend to be more dominant or right. like more focused on the woman. But then also I've like a submissive guy. Right. And I've been the dominant guy. Yeah. And then... Oh, so you can play that way. If you yeah, add yeah, like BDSM into the whole mix, then, I mean, it changes the whole dynamic, right? Yeah, yeah. It can change a lot. Right. So I didn't dom the guy, but she dommed him a bit and right. I dommed her. Well, so it's like a... it was almost me like being a bull. Yeah. And I was almost like... Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I personally had an FMF with one of my very, very close friends on my birthday like this is like maybe like a decade ago in my 20s and 
It's actually one of the most bonding experiences that I can tell you I have ever had. Like, it's so nice to be able to interact with some of your best friends mm-hmm. on that level. And I think it brings just like a really new depth to your friendship that maybe Definitely. you wouldn't have before. I had one with a girlfriend. Mm. And we were both just like swooning about the guy after he left. And we were like, isn't he so cute? Like, wasn't that so nice? And it was something that connected us. Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing as well that I've learned about swinging is that it sounds ironic to say, but it actually can bring you closer to your partner when you are in a relationship with them. By bringing a third person, that is actually a benefit, and and most people think it's the opposite, right? It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, but sharing is caring. <laughs> sharing <laughs> is caring. But, yeah, it's like you like doing your favorite things with your favorite person, and this is sex is a fun thing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it also every single time makes me realize like how much I just really want to be with my boyfriend. Mm. Like nobody can replace him. Whatever fun or sexual connection or physical connection I have with someone else is just purely sex. Okay. So let's go into this section about advice because we love giving advice about threesomes, foursomes, moresomes. So let's say I've got a couple and they want to swing for the very first time. And maybe we can talk them through what to expect and what to maybe even do. Okay, so let's think about pre-action. What's important for this couple to discuss beforehand? I think boundaries are really important. You need to know what you're okay with, what you're not okay with. And actually, sometimes you don't even realize what works for you until you're in action. Yeah. So discussing what you think you might not be okay with and knowing that anything is all right. If you want your boyfriend to only fuck a girl without kissing her on the mouth, That's your boundaries and he needs to respect that. Yeah, yeah. But I think to build on that, the check-in, in-action check-in, I know we're skipping ahead here, is also really important because as you said, sometimes it's kind of hard to imagine every single scenario that's going to happen in action and sometimes you don't know how you're actually going to feel until you see it happening right in front of you. And always checking in with your partner to make sure those boundaries that you set beforehand are actually, have they moved? Have they evolved? What's going on? How are they feeling? That's also Mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. And having the right mindset, Mm. knowing that nobody is trying to hurt your feelings. Mm. We're just experiencing this together for the first time. Yeah. And and things could happen that were not planned. Yeah. Yeah. expectation management yeah yeah we kind of mentioned that yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. i had a guy who he for some reason i just don't know what it was a threesome with one of my girlfriends and he just could not get hard with me mm-hmm. and then when she came along he was like ready to fuck her until he came and that really hurt me i was like <laughs> what <laughs> How come you couldn't even get hard with me, but with her, you know, but these are things that we can talk through Mm. and just realize that, yeah, shit happens. Yeah. Okay. So boundaries, I think making sure you have the right mindset, Mm -hmm. that's really important. I mean, this idea that you can stop anytime is also really important and that it's supposed to be fun. I know it's like, it's supposed to be fun. It seems kind of rudimentary, but... 
I feel like there may be discussions between couples, especially if they're new, where one person might be more into it and the other person is just kind of like, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're kind of assuming they're putting up with it. Yeah, like putting up with it. And you want to make sure you're accommodating them, including them, finding things that they would enjoy. Mm. Maybe it's waiting a little bit longer to find the right person to do it with. Yeah. Maybe um, so that they can have a positive experience. Yeah. I had a thought about pre-action. A lot of people, they want, I mean, if they're a couple and they're looking for a third person to join them, they want somebody to magically appear like Venus stepping out of the sea. and right. then Is this be like sexy the unicorn? And, like a unicorn <laughs> yeah. and be sexy and amazing and then disappear. You know, like disappear into the nether. Right, right, right. And I read very early on that... The best people for threesomes are your friends because you have a connection with them and Mm. you get along. But these are usually the last people think of because Mm. they're like, oh, my God, I don't want my friends involved. And Mm -hmm. what if we catch feelings? But actually, you get along much better with people you have a connection with. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like Yvonne saying... You know, you built up a connection with somebody oh, for, for a sure. year. Or maybe even if they are strangers, it's worth investing some time. Investing some time and dating them. Like your first experience yeah. where you said you guys kind oh. of like dated for about a year. Yeah, my first threesome experiences were with my close friends because i was seeing a guy and then my girlfriends you know were really open and about our sexuality and stuff so my girlfriend was like oh i'm feeling really horny tonight i'm like why don't you come back to my place (laughs) (laughs) and that's how it happened that voice is exactly the voice you use yeah Well, truly caring is sharing, sharing is caring, all of that. (laughs) (laughs) And then we also talked about staying sober, getting drunk. Clearly, you know, maybe a drink or two is fine, but really staying sober is probably the best way. Yeah, it's okay to be nervous. Everybody's nervous. Yeah, maybe sometimes it kind of adds the excitement. Not to the point, obviously, where it's inhibiting you. I actually find it so sexy when a guy is nervous at one of my parties because right. I'll try to play with him and he'll be like, maybe just give me a bit more time. And wow, that just ma- my predator mode just jumps <laughs> in and I'm like, I want this man. <laughs> so when a guy is nervous or shy, I just find it even 10 times more sexy. Okay, I know for next time. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, oh, funny. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah now you know my secret (laughs) (laughs) it's everybody knows it's it's uh, everybody's gonna be turning up like oh we're so shy and nervous i'm so shy but i don't know what's happening but just reject that talk about the transition between pre-action to inaction what can break the ice do you play any games what do you do to like signal okay now we've talked about it everyone's comfortable let's get naked somebody just takes their clothes off like okay (laughs) what's your favorite way of doing so when i've gone to hotels yeah and people ready for action often it's like oh why don't you take a shower and then they come back in the Uh towel or we're all in towels and then go to the bed and the towels slip off and that's kind of a natural yeah yeah that's a very good segue segue yeah. yeah but among friends when i've had like mini sex parties 
I play games. That's mm-hmm. really fun. Okay. Um, like, What's a game? So you blindfold, depending on how many people you have, but I find two people is fun. You blindfold two people and then you go around the room and then each person offers a kiss or a nipple or a hand and they have to guess who it is. And the person who mm-hmm. guesses correctly gets a point. Right. And then the other person, like, maybe they take a shot or, or not, maybe not a shot. They take it like a sip or they take a piece of clothing off. Yeah. Or you could just play for points. It's just silly and fun and sexy. That's a, that's a fun game. And then it slowly gets more racy. Mm-hmm. You so know? then it's a penis and a vulva. <laughs> oh, no, and... not necessarily. Oh, no? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> it's, it starts off, like, really tame. Okay, and then it's yeah. like a nipple. Yeah. And then it's like a sexy dance. Right. And then it's like grope a butt. Uh-huh. And then you can be silly and like offer some like a pillow and they can mm. see if they can tell the difference. That's a good game. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really love showers, bathtubs, bubble baths, mm. jacuzzis. Anything where you're already naked. You're like already halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good a technique pool. as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. the swimming pool is great because I'm little. Yeah. So then I'll just like jump on the guy and be like, save me. <laughs> and my legs and then, are wrapped around him right and then he'll go but i don't know what i'm doing give me yeah, some time yeah. and she goes <laughs> i think we played this game once where we had like a tissue paper right. and we had to pass the tissue paper with our mouths so you had to like suck the tissue paper <laughs> and like the other person has to like suck it off of you <laughs> Uh, have you played that before is it just no. me <laughs> no i haven't played that game before how does and how does tish- it work how is that sexy how does you it get not get the soggy? tissue paper that's yeah. why i want to know i don't remember but we did do <laughs> it's something magic tissue paper yeah. no i think it does get soggy i think that's the whole point oh. is that you're supposed to end up kissing each other is it or no or just laughing your heads off are you actually <laughs> sucking the tissue paper out of the other person's mouth from a distance like <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> okay, scratch that idea. <laughs> everybody get naked and jump in the jacuzzi. Okay. That always works. So everybody's naked now and we're in, in action. So what are some of the safe sex requirements at parties? Yeah, or condoms. With a different partner. Yeah, always wear condoms. And something that has to be said, and I just don't know why people don't know this, but when a guy switches from one girl to another, he needs to change his condom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will yeah. be surprised at how many guys I'm don't understand this basic concept. I'm glad you said that. I really <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because yeah. guys are like, oh, but my dick is protected. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like moving pussy juice from one to another. I am glad you said that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think people don't really think about it. No, they yeah. don't think. From the guy's perspective, I can say if you have MFF, or a foursome, yeah, yeah, yeah. or even a group sex party, yeah. you need a lot of condoms. You should bring two boxes because yeah, you don't right. want to run out. Mm-hmm. Two big boxes. Two big boxes. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I will easily go through a box of 12. Yeah. yeah like yeah, a yeah, new yeah. box of 12 at yeah. a sex party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even sometimes a yeah. threesome foursome. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you need to change when you switch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You also, just being careful with like fingering mm-hmm. and things like that, right? There's and finger condoms oh. too. If you're moving from one girl to another, mm-hmm. I think that always that wash your hands. Is yeah. also so important. I wash my hands a lot. I yeah. use mouthwash. 
Like, right. I will make um, sure I'm fresh. Do you use the mouthwash <laughs> to wash your hands? No. Yeah, a lot of people shower in between partners too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, they would have to shower after me, for example. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty messy. <laughs> <laughs> Better. What are you saying? What do you mean? <laughs> Explain, Sarah. I have no idea what you mean. You have to listen to my other episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody, make sure you tune in <laughs> yes. to Better in Bed. Exactly. Episode season one. Season, season one. one. Okay. okay, so how about getting consent? Yeah. Especially in a party situation. I presume consent is a lot easier in like a threesome, foursome where the people know her. <laughs> exactly. And they want to be what there. What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what about a party? I say always ask verbally. Make eye contact. Ask the person without touching them first. There's some people... I've had this experience at a party where a guy came up behind me and just like started fondling my boobs. And he thought that if I run away or turn away or move myself away from him, that was me saying no. <laughs> but how does that work? No, that uh, doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Like you have to get the consent first before exactly. you start touching me. I have noticed this terrible trend at some swingers parties yeah. where people like hand on somebody's thigh and if they don't flinch right. or move away, yeah. they'll m- like move it up. Right. And if they don't flinch, oh. they'll move it up. And I'm like, every time I see it, I'm like, what the fuck? Is guys and girls. Really? Because mm-hmm. I think it's like a shyness thing. They don't want to be like, hey, can I join or yeah. can I like yeah. touch you? Yeah. They're just like, and they're just kind of inching up and yeah. it's really off-putting. It, that it's, is so off-putting. It's so off-putting, mm-hmm. especially if like you're already interacting with somebody mm-hmm. and you, you don't always notice a hand. And yeah. then when you do, yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I yeah. think it's really important for everyone to kind of I don't want to use the word police each other, but like watch out for your partners Mm. because it happened to me once and I can never forget it. Like I was on my back and a guy was like in my face with his cock. So I couldn't see what was happening below my waist. But before we started playing, I kind of looked over and I saw there was a girl sitting at the other end of the sofa. And then at some point, somebody was licking me and Mm. it wasn't that girl. It was someone who just jumped in without asking and it wasn't pleasant no that's not cool yeah i slipped out of that situation and just didn't want to go back but i think verbal consent is really the gold standard let's be honest yeah because it's a a gold standard in real life as we've learned these days right and there's a way to ask what's a nice way to ask the way to ask consent in a way that empowers the person you're asking instead of yourself is to say like would you like to be kissed instead Mm -hmm. of can i kiss you Mm -hmm. yeah it's a very subtle difference but it kind of puts the power into the person that you're asking would you like to be kissed sounds Mm. quite like off of like yeah or would you like to be romance novel would you like to be be eaten out (laughs) by me in particular So what about now that the action's dying down and how do you kind of treat your play partners afterwards so that it doesn't get weird? Does, does it get weird for you guys? Cuddle puddle. Cuddle puddles? <laughs> That's nice. Like, I really like that. Especially if they're your friends. Yeah. Then they definitely deserve a cuddle puddle. You, you want to have a little bit of time 
afterwards just yes. to chill out and decompress and yes. like you might want to do that all together like with the people you've just been fucking um rather than just run out the door you know to feed the cat or whatever mm. and also you probably want a little bit of time with your if you're partnered that partner mm-hmm. just to like have dinner or watch a movie or cuddle yeah. go home have sex i yeah. mean i think ultimately you just treat these people like people like human beings who you've just shared something amazing with right whether they're your strangers or your friends and just be appreciative and i think the sort of the kinky folk and bdsm folk are very good at this aftercare aspect where you really just spend some time decompressing even if it's just your presence you don't even have to do anything and it's just like your presence there with that person i think it's just a really nice way to round things off yeah, especially if they're a unicorn or somebody who's joining you. <laughs> especially You'd, if there's someone you want to come back, back again. Yeah, <laughs> special Dan Savage says special bedroom guest or something. Special bedroom guest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> SBG. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've come to our very last section of the podcast. This is our speed round. It's a super fun round where I ask you guys questions and you have two seconds to respond. They are usually fun and very silly questions. So just answer off the top of your head, okay? It's called our quickie but goodie round. What's your favorite outfit for a play party, typically? Overt lingerie. Like Mm. lingerie that's open. Where my nipples ah, are exposed, yes. where my crotch is exposed. Yeah, yeah. So that I can still Easily look accessible. sexy and like keep it on the whole time. Oh, practical as well. Sexy yeah. and practical. What about Comfortable, you? nice underwear. Mm. No, no overt <laughs> lingerie <laughs> for you. And no. I mean, there's lingerie for guys, yeah. but you know, make sure you don't have any holes in your pants. Yeah. It needs to be said. I like leather chaps, but that's just me. I'm a kinky. Yeah. I'm yeah. a kinky oh. dude. Oh, that's very dear. It's almost Harness. like very popular yeah. in the kink community. All black, leather. Yeah. Um, it's kind of badass. Yeah. Things you can take off easily. Yeah. That would be mine as well. So this is going to be a really fun few questions. Who would you rather be in a threesome with and why? Michael Jackson or Prince? Let me just say Prince. You only had those two options. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why? Sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> Sarah. I don't know. They're like so similar to me, I guess, because I don't know either of them. I'm sure you know either Michael Jackson or Prince. Yeah. I don't know. No. Neither? Neither. Michael Jackson is problematic. And Michael I- Jackson, I'm not sure I would be his target audience for a threesome, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Prince, I'm sure, has fun parties yeah. and lots of experience. I-, I would choose Prince. Yeah. Okay, so who would you rather be in a threesome with and why? Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Two, like, really horrible <laughs> options again. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. More cushion Aww. for the pushing. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I already, yeah. Yeah. I would pick him as well, I think. Yeah. I find her slightly less vapid than Paris <laughs> Hilton. Very marginally well, I don't and know. slightly. Paris Hilton has been kind of quiet these days. Yeah, she has been yeah. very quiet. But they both had sex tapes and stuff, right? A long time ago, a long time ago. So who would you rather be in a threesome with and why? Wonder Woman or Captain America? Oh, see now you're I more like, interested. See that yeah. now they're like two I like good Wonder options. Wonder Woman. 
I find the dark haired. I think she's sexy. beautiful. Yeah. I think Wonder Woman for Captain me. America, she. Oh, you mean Captain Marvel? No, Captain America. Oh, Captain wait, the guy? America, yeah. Yeah, the oh, guy. shit. Can I have both of them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, knew you'd say that. That would be a, that would be a killer threesome. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> I would be Wonder Woman. I would take Wonder Woman as well. I just think she's gorgeous. Uh, Captain America seems just a bit too straight-laced to be in a threesome You probably with would me. be. Yeah. You'd be too shy. Okay, whose play party would you rather go to and why? Hugh Hefner or Marilyn Manson? Oh, <laughs> no, absolutely not Hugh Hefner. Yeah, I kind of want to go for Marilyn Manson. I yeah, think me too. Marilyn but Manson. Marilyn, I feel Marilyn Manson would throw a very good kinky play party. For some reason, that's what I associate him with. Maybe unfairly, but I have no. It, I have no it would be fun and probably a little bit fucked up, but <laughs> yeah, very fun. I, I imagine yeah. like yeah. Nine, yeah. people yeah. getting cut off. I think, but strange and like it's something strange, you'd be like a exotic. once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah experience yeah he, he doesn't do boring no. that's for sure <laughs> i don't do old men so no hugh hefner <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much vani and janice for joining me on this episode before i wrap up vani let everyone know how people can find you and especially if um, they want to join one of your parties yeah my instagram profile is public it's vani lang v-o-n-n-y-l-a-n-g awesome so listeners, I'd love to hear from you. Do you feel more confident with navigating group sex now? Tell me some of your concerns. Tell me some of your adventures. Find me at HelloSarahSense on Instagram or drop me a comment on the show notes of this episode at sarahsense.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review. So threesomes, foursomes, moresomes, I say it's worth trying if you're one of the 89% of people who fantasize about it done with the right mindset and the right people, you might find it something that brings novelty and variety to your sex life, which is essential to getting better in bed. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.